It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Welcome back to Beyond the Building and to week three of our series on relationships. It's February, everybody's mind goes to relationships, and we are in the very same place that you are as we are enjoying these conversations that God has brought us into um, this week. So thanks for being with us as we look at the blessing that comes from relationships in our stories. Uh, today, I'm going to share and we're going to look into, Deb and I together, and we invite you into this conversation uh, as we look in Philippians 1 and we talk about relationships. Now, this is called You and Me, and you'll see why as we go along. But Debbie, you know how it is, right? Uh, you open up the Word of God in the morning, you get out your pen, you get out your journal, maybe you have your coffee with you and your favorite mug, and you got your blanket over your lap. And um, the Lord has a word for you. And that's where this is coming from today. I feel like it's a short and sweet, powerful punch uh, that I experienced uh, in one of my quiet times. And I'm excited to share it with you today because God really uh, changed my heart and my perspective uh, on my relationship um, as we jump into this time together today. We always love to have a podcast that comes from your journal. Or my journal. Well, that makes it easier for me, I think, today. Yeah, that's true. Um, That's true. And I think with this, I think what makes this so exciting, it's real. It's like you and I definitely have um there's a realness and then what we share because we live it and then we learn from it and we teach it. Uh, so you and I have all kinds of relationships in our lives, and there's people that we have chosen um that we want to be in relationship, and other ones God has brought you know, and for a specific reason to teach us something important, but we're going to be in relationship with people and we want to have healthy relationships. And in order to do that, we have to line up our, the way we live, the way we speak, the way we think about people, God's way. Mm, Absolutely. All right. So here we are being real. Now I know, uh, Debbie, you've shared this even this month and I'll share the same thing that Dan and I uh, could not be any more different uh, than, uh, than we are, uh, from each other. Dan is, uh, very, very one end of the spectrum. And I am very, very much the opposite end of the spectrum. So we are two very different people that God has brought together in a marriage and we love it. Uh, but when people are different and when they have different opinions or different thoughts, right, sometimes, uh, it brings about a discussion where do you ever get at a roadblock or a standstill with somebody and you just feel like you can't get to the place that you're supposed to get to. Um, I don't know, Dan and I, for, for all of our years, when we get to that place, we're always like, let's just meet in the middle. Like there's an old country song called meet in the middle and we'll start singing meet in the middle and we will find our way to the middle and try to find some kind of a compromise. But it's interesting because. Uh, Dan and I were in this discussion, kind of discussion, and and we just were not getting to a middle. Um, and so I remember, you know, we we left the room and and just I went upstairs to get my Bible and just kind of see what God had to say about it. And praise God for that. Let me just put that out there first as a very strong mm-hmm. encouragement that when you are in a relationship and you do get to that place where there's a standstill, God's word breaks barriers, right? That's what Jesus came to do. So go to the word, see what God has to say about it. And so I opened it up to Philippians. Now Philippians is, um, well, you know, 32,000. It's one of of my top 66 books in the Bible. And so I was opening up the book of Philippians and I was like, 
I just need a new book in the Bible to read right now. I'm just going to start reading through this for my relationship. And so I opened it up um, and I started with Philippians 1, of course. And I know some of Philippians 1, like I know when we get down to like, it might be uh, chapter 1, verse 21, it talks about like something that I know and I've memorized and I really can't wait to get to, right? That God is going to finish the work that he started in me. I know that there are verses in Philippians 1 that for me are like life verses. Wow. And so I was just like going to breeze over the first couple of verses. And I read Philippians 1.1 and I stopped Philippians Mm -hmm. 1, 1, like I didn't even get all the way through Philippians 1, 1, Deb. It it was crazy. It was more like Philippians 1, 1, A, (laughs) right? Really? Because when you look, I look at what you want to talk about today, Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, most people be going, that's it. (laughs) That's it. Wow. This is going to be a lame (laughs) podcast, but- Every word is inspired, right? And we we talk about when we we love to talk about the Reads Bible Study Tool. It's it's letting the Holy Spirit lead the dance of mm. what He wants to speak. That Rama, which is mm. the the spoken utterance word of God. What is He speaking to you? So He He nailed you right here, didn't He? Paul and mm. Timothy. It's like a big highlight. So it kind of came up for you for the word and mm. servants of Jesus Christ. And it sounds like. Um, from what you've shared with me, this people are going to be going, wow, I never knew you could get so much out of seven <laughs> little words. And of course we are talking about Laura Perino and she's all about numbers. I do. Love so that. seven is a very good number. And so that's where we're sitting today in seven words in the front of Philippians one. Absolutely. So as I was reading the scripture, um, the first thing that hit me was, was literally like you just said, the word and, and, and is a teeny tiny little word. It's it's just three letters. It, it really, I mean, what does it mean, right? Nobody nobody says, what does and mean necessarily? People just think they know what and means. And so this word just jumped out at me. I wasn't planning on the intro. Like, listen, almost all of Paul's letters, I would like to say all, but I would have to go back and look. They start this way. Start out by saying who's writing it, right? He yeah. starts out, yeah. yeah, just like, hey, it's me, right? So many of the books start out that way. Hey, it's me, I'm writing a letter. And so usually it's like, oh yeah, it's Paul and Timothy, big deal. Like, I mean, of course it's a very big deal, but like no big deal in that for me at the moment. But it just stopped. It just stopped me because God highlighted that word and just when I read Paul and Timothy, And we had been in a struggle, a discussion about something where it was Dan or Laura, right? Mm. Dan or Laura. And I felt like God highlighted that word and, and dropped on my heart. What's going on right now isn't about you. It isn't about Dan. It's about the, and it's not about Laura. It's about Laura and Dan. Now that word mm. and anytime you think of the word and right it's a word that ties two things or two people together like okay we get that. Mm-hmm. But when you are in the middle of a struggle in your relationship and you open up the word of God and you see that God is putting two people together with an and I felt like oh my goodness and this is when I literally got out the really good pen and just started writing down God what are you wanting to say? Now you guys are dealing with a marriage relationship, right? Where the, the and is combining the two of you, but this, this really applies to any relationship. And when we look at Paul and Timothy, right? They're in a 
mentor relationship. And Timothy was like a spiritual son. Paul was the spiritual father. So Paul was older. He walked with Christ longer. Timothy was younger. He was teachable. And there was a, you know, there was a level of respect where Timothy had because of Paul's walk with the Lord. It wasn't like one was more important than the other. It's just, there was a position mm. that was different. Just like you and Dan have positional differences, mm -hmm. but equal value. And I know the two of you equally, you know, respect what each other says, but there are times where you're like, you're not seeing eye to eye and there's, it's a challenge. So here we have Paul and Timothy. They are not only in a relationship with the, uh, each other, but says they are both servants of Jesus. Mm. So as servants, they are in it together on the same playing field. Amen. I love, I love the fact that they were in a mentor relationship. Like you just said, this isn't a marriage relationship. My story is at the moment, but we're all, I, I think we've said this in every episode this month, Deb, we're <laughs> all in relationships with each other, right? We were created right. for relationships and that word and is so significant, but it's, it's interesting because when we go about this, like, just to be real, we are recording these podcasts on January 30th and what February kind of is late for days. us. That's yeah. kind of late for us. We always record at the second, third week of the month in order mm -hmm. to have everything ready to roll. But my schedule has been crazy. Debbie's schedule has been crazy. And it really got hard for us to find a time that worked for us together. And I remember uh, texting Debbie and saying, you know what, maybe this month you're going to have to do two podcasts on your own and I'm going to do two podcasts on my own. And and the beauty in yeah. that, I remember Debbie wrote back and she was like, well, it feel whatever, right. like what, it, it doesn't feel right. But like, hey, if that's what we got to do, we got to do it. Right. So it was kind of like we were in it together. It was the end, mm -hmm. but we weren't concerned about Debbie's uh, will or Laura's will. Right. We were actually saying the word needs to get out that God mm -hmm. has given us. Right. And so the end is like, hey. It's not about you or, or you, it's about how are we coming together, even if it looks different than before. So it's interesting right. to think about all the different relationships that we're in, because God, that and is going to look different and God is going to use the and, and we have to kind of be open to allowing him to use the and in whatever way he wants to, because it's all about our King, right? It's all about the King's will for the cause. So God gets you with your good pen, circling the word and, right? And saying, this is about you, Dan and Laura. But the next word that you said that stood out to you was the word servant. Now, if you look it up in the Greek, because it is New Testament, it's the word doulos. And it means someone who gives himself up for another's will. So there's the two of you giving yourselves up for someone else's will. Exactly. And and I love, I, I think doulos is um, my, one of, one of my favorite one of your words top in the Bible. Words well, this is for real. This is for real. And, and yeah. there's a little story with that too. I don't have any tattoos, but if I were ever to get a tattoo, it would be the word doulos. I'm just saying. Oh, so, there's a trivia fact. Yeah. <laughs> because there's something about being a bond servant for Jesus Christ. Right. And that's what it means. It's a bond servant, but a doulos is a, um, it's a pretty amazing story. If you look at what being a doulos is, but basically, like you just said, this is pretty powerful. It is someone who gives some themselves up for another's will. Now, when Dan and I were having this conversation that we couldn't find a middle on, um, I remember when he first, um, you know, went to go do whatever he had to do. And I went up to grab the Bible. Um, I remember um, thinking to myself, you know what, I'm just whatever he wants. 
sometimes we get to that place, you know, with just whatever right. he wants. And he's probably thinking whatever she wants, right? Well, I'll just <laughs> bend my will to his will, you know, that kind of thing. I, I remember thinking that to myself. Which doesn't our, really our... sound willing. <laughs> just the way you say <laughs> that. All right, wow. If I have That's to. right. It's like a little fox. And yeah. so um, I remember saying to myself, Laura, just bow your will to his will. I remember, I remember saying that to myself, just give up what you want for what he wants. Ah, oh, Deb, mm-hmm. I just kept thinking that until I got to the Bible and it said, Laura and Dan, servants of God, those who give themselves up for another's will, mm-hmm. right? I mean, can you hear this? Yeah. Like, I, and I, if I, I'm sure there's listeners who would feel exactly the same way, you come into a conversation, you can't find a side. So you just say, fine, whatever you want, whatever your will is, I'll just give up my will. And I read these seven words and I was like, in that moment, God is tying Laura and Dan together with the and, <laughs> and together we are to bow our will to his will to another's will. And I was like, oh my goodness, this has nothing to do with me giving up my will or him giving up his will to please me. This has to do with both of us laying aside our expectations and our will so that together the and two servants of the most high God can lay down our collective will to God's. I just think that this is still speaking to me because I can see on this video that I am using my hands all over the place, (laughs) but this is a wow for me. Mm -hmm. So here's a, just throw a thought out. What if the Dan, right? The, and the other person doesn't see it like you see it. Mm. Right. So, so you're like, well, it's not just about Dan and it's about Dan and Laura, but what if the other person where you're not seeing eye to eye on is not caring that the ultimate goal is to be a servant of the most high God. Now, you know, this was, this isn't really where we plan to go, but I'm thinking about that because it's, it's in a perfect world. The Dan piece, the other person would agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'd like to keep going back to, we are responsible for yes. our hearts, right? Yes. Our reactions. Yes. And so this is a tool that will really help protect our own heart. Yes. So let's just say that you and Dan can't see eye to eye and you are recognizing we need to be a team, right? We need to come together on this, but there's still not an agreement on, on how to agree with this. There are times that God's like, bend your will, not to that person as much as to me. Amen. That's right. right. That's In terms right. of That's right. you're not, if you're not compromising, you know, a moral issue or something like that, it's more preferences mm-hmm. that often cause the sparks, you know, to fly. And so God, I'm surrendering to your will. Yes. And I'm, and I'm praying and laying my, my person at your yes. feet that you do a work in them, but it's, it still comes down to understanding that at the end of the day, my heart, my speech, my attitudes have to bring pleasure to the father. Yes. Right. And that's going to be laying my own will down. So this is in a perfect world, all these seven words fit well together. But if your, your and person doesn't agree with you and you will not compromise and will not 
um, surrender to the Lord themselves, we still have to own that for ourselves. Which is an interesting it, concept. It, Absolutely. It takes away some of the pressure that I would feel like mm, I have to bend my will all the time mm, uh, to that person. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. I can bend it easier to God. Amen. That's right. Cause this letter was written by Paul to the Philippians to a church. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in, in the church, he's talking about people in the church. Mm -hmm. So some of these, he's talking about relationships within the church when he's doing this, whether it was a marriage relationship or whatnot, but it's interesting because there are going to be people in the church who have relationships outside of the church, right? Obviously right. we all do. And so it's interesting. You can take those same concepts that God is actually saying the two of you, it, whether it's a friendship, mentorship, whatever marriage, the two of you are to bow your knee to my will. Yes, that's the end. But it's interesting. He would also say, and you are showing what it's like to be part of the church and part of the body of Christ when you display what I'm telling you to do as the church in front of people who don't believe. And it's actually going to be something that attracts people like, mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, there's a because what is God going to tell us when we bow our knee to him? It's going to mm -hmm. be a response of love or joy or peace, things that are attractive, right? God's not going to give us something to, he's not going to say, as you bow your knee to me, it's going to be horrific for the other person. We are actually bringing mm -hmm. them along on a journey that will show them more about Jesus. So I, I love that. I love that side note, Deb. Thanks. And it, frankly, and within the church, you're going to have people who are maybe very new in their faith mm -hmm. who That's are right. not going to bend their will anyway, because they're exactly. not there yet. That's exactly. not there yet. So That's even exactly if they're right. not from the church family, That's right. they're just not there yet. So this That's applies right. across the board. Well, listen, I've been, I, I was a believer when I was 15 years old. I am 55. I have been doing this for 40 years. Do the math. Right? I know me in math. All these years I've been doing this and mm -hmm. it was just, and I totally get that we are surrendered to God together, but it wasn't until I opened up the word in a time of struggle. And this was right. the revelation to my soul. Yeah. God is constantly pulling back layers so that we will find revelation in him. And I think another highlight here before we continue on with the word here is the fact that in our struggles, we don't have, I don't have to look at that place where Dan and I couldn't meet in an agreement. I don't have to look at that as a negative thing. I right. actually can look at that as praise God in the struggles. We are going to get deeper with Jesus. Right. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, that's, whole nother podcast too. All right. So this time I'm reading this word and I'm seeing that we're both supposed to come together and bow our knee before the Lord, submit ourselves to his will. But it gets even bigger because um, the first definition is that we are, douloses are to surrender our will to each other, but, um, or to, to the one, right? They surrender their will to the one. Um, but the rest of the definition here for doulos is that the one who is surrendering their will is um, used by Christ in extending and advancing his cause among men. So that's like the, that's the end result, right? Which is crazy. What we are supposed to do is both come together to surrender our will to his. And then what is the end result from the definition of doulos is that our service will be used by Christ to extend and advance Christ's cause among men. So when Dan and I both give ourselves to God's will, instead of Laura trying to get her will or Dan trying to get his will, what happens? Mm -hmm. It actually extends and advances Christ's cause among men. <laughs> people Amazing. are watching. People are watching and they know how different. Um, like they, like you and Dan are very different. My husband and I could not be more different on those personality tests. And so when people watch how peaceful our marriage is, 
they're like, how are you doing that? Because we know you and we know him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the only one who gets credit is God, because we're like, we're not that good. You know, we're yeah, not that good. Yeah. At this. I mean, the goal of the ant is, is not, I want to get my way. It's submitting to what God's heart is. What is his goal? Now, I've heard a, I heard a neat phrase when talking about relationships. What's a bigger priority to you, the relationship or being right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, and, and really it's about relationship. Remember, we've talked about make every effort to live at peace. Doesn't Amen. mean compromising your values, but having a mindset that says, kind of zoom out a little bit, is everything I'm getting so upset about worth it? Mm-hmm. Is it the mountain you want to die on or yep. is it not quite so big in God's, yep. you know, his mind? So what does it actually look like to live in the and, right, together with someone else as a servant of Christ? Well, here's three thoughts. The first one is you're not alone. You're not mm-hmm. alone. Don't feel like you're trying to be alone in the serving. Like I'm the only one who's trying to live this. I'm the only one who finds this is not easy. I'm the only one trying to follow my walk with the Lord. He puts us in relationships in order to have the end, right? He's created us for relationship and he wants us to be serving together. So the end is a big deal. I mean, there's so much in scripture. Jesus sent them out by two, Mm. right? By two, by two. Two means there's an and Mm -hmm. in every sentence because Mm -hmm. that is the most effective way to have ministry. So that's the first what, you know, what it looks like to live as servants of Christ. Amen. Um, I think the second thing, after we recognize that God has us with somebody else in order to serve, and if we don't, then find someone, right, who you can serve with. Um, I think the second thing is to identify the places where the and is broken. Like take Mm -hmm. out, if you were to take the book of Philippians and you were to take out the words and Timothy, right, and say, I, Paul, a servant of Christ, you know, then only half the story's there, right? Mm-hmm. Something's not working. People don't yeah. know the full, what's going on. So much is missing in the depth of that of that story if you don't know that there was an and. And mm-hmm. so in the places where you don't have an, your and is broken right now, whether it's a friendship, whatever, we've talked about that, whatever it is, in the places where your and is broken, it's not the whole story, right? Mm-hmm. Something is missing. And so find that place where the and is broken Ask the Lord what it is and start to identify the places where you can see the me or the I come to the surface, the places where God wants it to go. I just think, honestly, it's so huge that the book of Philippians, a book written to a church, purposed, actually there's trouble in the church, right, going on a little bit. So Mm -hmm. it starts off a book purpose to bring about two people who have been struggling and also uh, keep joy in the church. It's just so interesting that it would start off with two people. So Mm -hmm. identify where your and is broken um, and then start to identify places where God's going to bring that and back to restoration. And, and uh, yeah, I think the identification of what's going on is, is really important. And then if you don't complete it with surrendering your will to God, then you're kind of stuck with, all right, now I see a lot of issues. That's right. I've identified them, but I've done nothing about it. And I think that's where maybe a lot of people have not seen progress in their relationships. Mm -hmm. They know what the problems are, but they're not willing to surrender to his will. Yes. Right. What you want me to do. And and when you 
with humility say, okay, I need to humble myself and surrender to his will. Then you see the grace come in, right? You, you, you submit yourself to God. There's the grace there. You humble yourself before God Amen. and man, the grace is there. And you start to be praying, God, as I'm surrendering to you, my, my heart's cry is that the end oh. is restored, Amen. you know, however you need to do that. But gosh, he always starts with us. Yes. You know, be yes. nice. I really want this restored change them. Yes. And God's like, no, that's not quite how it works. Yes. No, we're going to change, change you. That's right. So Laura, that's I'm right. thankful. I'm sorry that you and Dan had this not to eye, you know, eye to eye moment, but I'm so thankful for being um, vulnerable because I think everybody goes, oh, I thought they had the perfect marriage. Like yeah. they never have, yeah. have a, something that's not a copacetic yeah. and, and yep. yes, my husband and I, we are on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> strong flavors we do not see things eye to eye a yep. lot of times yep yep but there's uh there's a lot of practical advice in this so thanks for sharing yeah you're welcome thank you well so next week lara as we um wrap up this fun month on relationships it's it's from philippians 2 and just give you a little heads up the title's great be humble and don't grumble <laughs> well there you go there you go <laughs> there you go I so that. i love that i hope you guys are of relating to what we're sharing. I know we absolutely are, but it's been a really fun month. We hope you'll share this with um, someone that you know is having trouble seeing eye to eye with someone else. Now, let me let me preface with this. If you have recently had a spat with the person you live with or uh, someone close, please do not send this to them and go, here's your issue. You help <laughs> That's with this. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Just share it and say, man, God is dealing with my heart in this yeah. and this, this encouraged me. Thanks, everybody, for being part of week three in our February series on relationships. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And we'll talk to you in a week. Yes. God bless you. Take care. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.